welcome one and all to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here as always with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you. So, uh, today is the 4th of December. Today's the 4th uh, of December. 2019, and as 2019 circles the drain, uh, a couple things we want to make note of. One, on the 3rd of December, uh, or was it earlier today, Syria fired a missile. It was, yeah, we don't know where it came from, but we know that a missile hit <clears throat> the U.S. Um, embassy in western Iraq. Um, okay, so... My bet is IRGC. Yeah, there, there are a bunch of people that could be responsible for this. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew and say it's the IRGC. But, you know, your guess is as good as ours. So what else is happening, Andrew? Yeah, and our president is uh, going through the impeachment uh, judicial hearings right now. So. Yeah, they're like... Uh, Looks like he's roast. Yeah, uh, it looks like he's going to be toast when that's over, but it has looked like that before. And no, they're just basing him for the roast, just what they're doing right now. <laughs> I like the basting. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's what they're, they're doing. Basting him for the roast. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Oil for the fire. Uh, so. But uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, so he's... Uh, He's kind of, uh, he's in a little trouble. I don't think he could quite realize how much trouble he's in. But, but we do know he'll find a way out of it. Oh, of course. Because the prophecy says it. And, and the Republicans in the Senate, um, as quiet as it's kept, and I've said this many times, you know, political wounds never heal. No, of course not. And the Republicans... Are still trying to get even with the Democrats. Yeah, for Nixon, absolutely. And and so, um, rather than uh, it was okay to go after Clinton because he was a Democrat, and it would have been fair in the eyes of the Republicans, one Republican, one Democrat. However, we're now at the place where it's going to be two Republicans because Trump is really kind of in a world of hurt here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let's be honest, he deserves it. But but the truth of, ma of the matter is he'll, he'll find his way out of this very easily. True. Um, at our expense. And, and I mean Again. Our, I mean at our, I mean the world's expense. Again. So. Because Trump is not interested in saving anybody that doesn't have the last name Trump. Yeah, exactly. So, um... So things are kind of hurting right now. So, um, so while we're talking about, it, let's let's talk about the merchant. Okay. So it, uh, it is directly re related to Revelation 18, which says this. And it says, after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. And he cried out with a mighty voice, saying, "Fallen, fallen is Babylon the Great." She has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality 
and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. Revelation 18, 1 and 3. If that doesn't look like America, I don't know. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think America is just the initial. I, I think ultimately it represents all of the earth. But, but of course, one of the great symbols of Babylon the Great is America. Yes. Um, and it says it shall be destroyed. For the merchants of the earth have become drunk of the wine of the passion of immorality and have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. And it has become a place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit. Wow. So, so America really does represent Babylon the Great. Um, and, and, you know, we understand, many, many people understand that it is presently being ruled by the emperor of all merchants. True. Um, so the, the word for merchant comes from the Greek word emperos, which means a passenger on a ship or a businessman. Okay. Sure enough, Donald Trump, our 44th president, is... Is both. Yeah. He, he's both passenger on a ship and a businessman. And he's a businessman. He, and um, as we know, before entering politics, he was a very well-known businessman and t television personality. Right. Yet he had no political experience. Correct. Uh, we know he received his bachelor's degree in economics from Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania and graduated with a B.S. in economics. Okay. okay. So he took charge of his family's real estate business in 1971 and renamed it the Trump Organization. Okay. He's expanded its ex he expanded its ex operations from Queens and Brooklyn to Manhattan. Right. Okay. Um, the, the company later built and renovated skyscrapers, hotels, casinos, and golf courses. Okay. He um, later started many other side businesses, um, but the one that he's most known for, of course, is his. Uh, he produced and hosted The Apprentice. Okay. Which is a reality show, if you don't know it which centered on business from 2003 to 2015. <clears throat> so, of course, we know he became our president a couple years ago, and he is the oldest first-term U.S. president. He's the first one without any prior military or political service. Okay. In its 2019 billionaire ranking, Forbes estimated Trump's net worth to be a point, or rather $3.1 billion which is 715th in the world and 259th in the United States, make him one of the richest politicians in American history and the first billionaire American president. Okay. Yet ironically, his tax returns from 1985 to 1994 show a net loss of $1.2 billion over this 10-year period. So the question is, where did that money go? Yep. In 19, yeah. go ahead. Now he also shows a net income of 59.5 billion, I think. A uh, million, million, I think mm -hmm. it is. And nobody seems to know where that came from. Yeah. Probably from Russia, but, you know, whose who speculation it is, is up to you. Okay. <clears throat> so in 1995. His reported loss was nine hundred sixteen million. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. So he lost another billion in 1995. Uh, his hotel and casino businesses have been declared bankrupt six times. Okay. Between 1991 and 2009. So in order to renegotiate debts with banks and owners of stock and bonds. Okay. During the 80s, more than 70 banks lent him $4 million. Of course, in the aftermath of all these bankruptcies, most major banks declined to lend to him any further. And they, and they don't. American banks, anyway. Right. So, <clears throat> before being inaugurated as president, um, he moved, he thought it was ethical, he moved his business into a revocable trust run by his eldest sons and a business associate. However, according to ethics experts, which I believe is correct, as long as he continues to profit from his businesses, these measures taken by Trump do not help to avoid conflicts of interest. No, they don't. According to The Guardian, NBC News recently calculated that representatives, representatives of at least 22 foreign governments, including some facing charges of corruption or human rights abuses, such as Saudi Arabia, Malaysia, Turkey, and the Philippines, have spent funds at Trump properties while he has been president. Also in 2015, this came out of his mouth, he said, I make a lot of money with the Saudis, and they pay me millions and hundreds of millions. Wow. And at a political rally, Trump said about Saudi Arabia, he said, they buy apartments from me. They spend $40 million, $50 million. Am I supposed to dislike them? I like them very much. Yes. Uh, in December of 2015, Trump even admitted his improprieties, as he said in a radio interview, that he had a conflict of interest in dealing with Turkey and Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan because of his Trump Towers in Istanbul, saying, I have a little conflict of interest because I have a major, major building in Istanbul, and it's a tremendously successful job. It's called Trump Towers. Two towers instead of one. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to know Turkey very well. Of course, we had the recent fiasco where he withdrew our troops from Turkey and Erdogan stepped right in. Thank you. And took that vacuum. And I think that uh, anyone with half a brain realized that it was to protect his financial interests that he let the interest of the, com the country just. Well, it's a third reason. So I think the Turkey thing was, one, a distraction from the whole mess at home with the impeachment. Two, he was trying to appeal to his base by saying, I, I'm fulfilling one of my promises, and that's to withdraw out of Syria. Okay. And three, yeah, he had a secondary business interest with Erdogan through his Trump Towers. So... I mean, he quickly realized what a disaster he created. Um, so he quickly realized that, as as should be, Erdogan is no one that I would trust. True. Um, you know, he he tried to give the old screw to President Trump uh, eight years ago with the whole red line thing and. Oh, Turkey. you mean Obama? Obama, yeah. So he with actually the whole, with the whole red line. Yeah, he said, "There's a red line, and it's." Uh, Chemical warfare. If uh, if Assad decides to use chemical warfare on on the uh, 
the people. people. And then that's a reason for us to go in. And of mm. course, he, Obama smartly figured out it wasn't Assad that set those chemical bombs. It was Erdogan. Thank Erdogan you. So Erdogan sent, you know, Erdogan used chemical warfare on, on the, um, the Syrian people and, and made and it look made like it, it was Assad. Yep. He never admitted it, but the signature was Turkey. So, and, so he went. So he did it for obvious reason. He wanted the U.S. involved to get rid of Russia and uh, Assad uh, and Iran out of Syria. That was the that was the main reason Turkey wanted us in there. Um, and well, now that, that, did, that didn't work. <laughs> well, we did. I mean, we kept it at bay. Let's put it that way. Uh, at least it wasn't a total takeover by Russia and Iran. So. So Erdogan says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take over that area now, so. You guys get out of the way. Get out of the way. Besides, leave the Kurds besides, for me to yeah, slaughter. Yeah, exactly. Let us leave the Kurds so I can cut off their heads. And, um, and Trump did exactly that. Yeah. And he thought he was appealing to the base, and he forgot. Oh, my gosh. The Kurds are Christians. And, and, then, and, and, and then somebody pointed out, oh, but he's got... Trump Towers in Istanbul. And that, and that became an issue. So so there were a lot of uh, interests, and none of them were good reasons, obviously. And Trump quickly realized it. So kind of under the table, he's left a lot of troops in Turkey behind. Um, you know, so the, the other bad thing is <clears throat> instead of evacuating our troops, uh, he left them wandering through western Iraq. Which is a bad place. Which is a bad, it's a lot worse than Syria. So the issue is that, yeah, they're, they're basically land for the slaughter, sitting in western Iraq. The Iraqis don't want them. And, uh, you know, the... And, and the Iranians have, have issued a fatwa to the yeah, PMUs. They got a fatwa against them, and, too. And so... Whoever runs into them first, there's going to be a major fight. Well, I think there's been so there's been two series of missile attacks on the um, U.S. troops, or rocket attacks, I should say, and um, fortunately, no one's died yet. Fortunately, yeah. well, no, wait, wait, wait. There's been no reporting. No, I think if an American troop died, we would we would definitely hear about it. I don't think there's any way to cover that up. If it, yeah, if it's a foreign you know, ally, we could, you know, we could care less. But a U.S. troop, but a U.S. troop, if it were a U.S. troop, we would hear about it. And in some ways... And now, I think, I think folks are, are going to be a little bit upset. But it's true. Well, but we know it's true, but nobody yet has said it. Right. So the issue right now is, yeah, U.S. troops could... Will die, I should say. Will die in the Western Iraq pretty oh, soon. Oh yeah. So uh, I, I think so, so too. <clears throat> so that and the other issue too is there's an incentive for the White House to have someone die there now. Yes. So there, there's there has been more. There is more of an incentive today than there was last week. Yeah. So Pompeo is also involved. He he's directly named in this whole impeachment process. And and, and he uh, could go down bad too, just yes. like Trump. So. So a war, a lot of, yeah. So there's a lot of incentive for them to. A war to would war. save him. Uh, would save Trump. 
Oh yeah. Let's save Mulvaney. And then and it'll be it'll Pompeo. be bi- and it'll be bipartisan support because what Democrat in the right mind is going to say gonna, right. There's not no. We don't want to go to war because he's just trying to escape impeachment. I, Ivan, even even Ivan. though a bunch of U.S. people died. Ivanka will no longer be on the hook for those those contracts she got from China. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Uh, <coughs> Trump Jr. will. will Trump Jr. Uh, is a big deal. Yeah, Trump but Jr. he'll 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 get away. Yeah, he'll get away with it. And so. and so will. But that uh, you know behind his mind, that's what Donald's thinking right now. He's thinking there's a way to get out of this. I just have to wait my time. Pompeo knows that too. Uh, I'm sure Giuliani is thinking the same thing. Well, and 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 so is Flynn because he's not in prison yet. Well, Flynn, Flynn's yeah, Flynn's not. A yeah, bi- he's, not he's a bi. He's a bygone, so that's not yeah. that's not a big deal. But but right. the other ones that are that are on the hook here, like you said, Giuliani. Yeah, Giuliani's yeah. in a little hot water. Yeah, right well, now, so. and and so he needs to get us not looking at him anymore yeah and what would what would achieve that a war absolutely and also you know uh bolton's on the corner ready to squeal oh yeah but you know guess what he won't be squealing anymore if he gets what he's been looking for all these years and he's been looking for this for 30 years ladies and gentlemen you have so he'll be more than happy to say well nothing happened nothing happened we got a good old war to fight now you know and nothing to see here we're about to get regime change in iran which is so we're we're gonna take a break right here i'm I'm getting excited uh for all the wrong reasons (laughs) that's the right reason because it it brings prophecy to an end. So. True, but for all the wrong reasons, because <laughs> I want to see what happens. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're going to take a break right here. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe, and this is The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. Welcome back, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and we've been looking at at what's been going on in our government and in the Middle East right now, and we've been been lining it up with prophecy. Yeah, and yeah. it's really lining up. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, people should be scared of their wits, but it is a beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> I had to laugh. I'm sorry. But it's true. I don't. I don't come here to say anything pleasant because okay. it's just fulfillment. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, so we got the merchant of merchants ruling the country right now. He has no clue as far as militarily or geopolitically what he's doing. True. Um, but he does realize that hey, there's a way out of this impeachment process. Let's go bomb Iran. So. Um, so this is how inexperienced he is. Um, 1987, there was he published his first book titled "Trump: The Art of a Deal." He was credited as the co-author with Tony Schwartz. Schwartz said he didn't, you know, Schwartz said Donald didn't write a, uh, a word of the whole thing, but Donald claimed, claimed credit for it. Okay. Um, 
According to the New Yorker, it says this business book expanded Trump's renown far beyond New York City, promoting an image of himself as a successful dealmaker ma- deal and tycoon. Good dealmaker if you know how to steal money, I, sh- I should say. True. Um, in 2003, Trump became the executive producer and host of the NBC reality show The Apprentice, in which contestants compete for a one-year business job with the Trump Organization. Applicants were success- su- successively eliminated from the game with the catchphrase, You're fired. In February 2015, Trump said he was not ready to sign on for another season of the show because of the possibility of a presidential run. So he's running the White House like he did The Apprentice. But the issue is, one, the people working for him are not his employees. They're employees of the United States. Two, he's only fired a few of them. Most of them have said, I quit. Actually, actually... I don't think he's actually fired. There's a couple. Any of them. No, no, he's called. He's fired a couple of them. Um, like Comey is the classic one. Comey got fired. Yeah, he he. I guess he did tell Comey. Yeah, you're right. But ninety five percent of them are like, I'm. Well, audience. no, but he he even told Comey by treat by tweet. Yeah. So, so I don't think he's ever stood totally. No, he's toe. never said the words "you're fired," but we know the intent. Okay. So you know all the all the all the. All his, you know, uh, all his advisors, I used to say, because they're not his employees. Most of them that, I mean, almost 90, I'd say over 95% of them have quit. So. I would um, agree. I would, yeah. I would go with that. So, Mathis obviously quit. Um, yeah. Kelly obviously quit. Bolton yeah. quit. Yeah. Oh, no, Bolton may have been fired. I think Bolton may have been fired because of. The way his, it went his, down? Well, yeah, his antics with Israel, you know, getting okay. Israel to attack uh, the PMUs in Iraq. So I think Bolton may have been fired. Um, but regardless, it's not working like The Apprentice. The White House ain't not. It's not The Apprentice. No, this is the United States government. Yep. So. And, and I don't care how much money you have, Donald Trump, it's bigger than you. Yep. So... As we know, he has not released any of his tax returns. This is true. Contrary to the practice of every candidate since 1976, releasing their returns, and his promise in 2014 that he would do so if he ran for office. We still haven't seen anything. He said his tax returns were being audited and his lawyers had advised him against releasing them. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You probably don't want to... See what's on those records. Well, we probably don't want to know who you actually owe money to. Exactly. Putin, Erdogan, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. And how? I'm just, and, I'm and, just hypothesizing. And, and how much do you really owe Deutsche Bank? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deutsche Bank's the least of his worries because Deutsche Bank's a corporation. Right. It's the it's it's these nefarious entities that yeah. I'm worried about. Mm. So, so so, the crown prince I'm worried about. I'm worried about Erdogan. I'm worried about Putin. Because there's no... They're, they're dictators. And, they're and, gonna, Putin, and Putin's oligarchs. Yeah. Yeah, those are the guys. Yeah, we so are it's just like, about. we should worry about it because there's just a handful of people without any balances that are telling Trump what to do. 
Oh, actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm hypothesizing. I'm hypothesizing that they're telling him what to do. And and it's um, good. It, it I mean, you know, as as long as we admit that it is a hypothesis, mm -hmm. that we're not saying so that we know this for fact. It's a very, it's, but it's a very good hypothesis. Yes. So um, so anyway, his um, lawyers advised him not to release his taxes. Okay. Trump said, "Hey." My tax rate is none of your business. That's what he said. That's what he said. And that he tries to pay as little tax as possible. And and his son, Thomas Trump Jr., made the statement, why would my father want to release his taxes and create something else for America to look at? Yep. So, uh, so although he hasn't re released... His, the the IRS has not released his taxes. Um, some portions of Trump's state filings have been leaked out. Okay. Uh, we like I said, I was saying before in 1995, we do know for a fact that he declared a loss of 960 million that year and paid no taxes. Almost a billion. Well, obviously he didn't pay taxes that year, but with a with a loss like that, how can you pay taxes? Okay. Um, but anyway, he. Um, you know, this gets deferred over 18 years, so basically he gets to do it for this, 18 he, years. Get the siege right off for 18 years. Um, April, April 3rd of 2019, the House Ways and Means Committee made a formal request to the IRS for Trump's personal and business tax returns from 2013 to 2018. So obviously it would have shown all these write-offs. Right. Setting a deadline of April 10th. That day, Treasury Secretary Stephen Munkin said the deadline would not be met. It was extended to April 23rd. He also said, no, it will not be met. Uh, and he said on May 6th that the request would flat out be denied. Uh, on May 10th, Committee Chairman Richard Neal subpoenaed the Treasury Department and the IRS for the returns. And seven days later, they, the subpoenas were defied. Okay, so so we've got this issue here. <laughs> it, it it and it is an issue. Yeah. So you've got this president that basically has made his money through business, but has no political experience, and and even his business. Ventures uh, broach the ethical standards of any reasonable person. Okay. Wow! So, so it all really boils down to this. It boils down to the fact that merchants don't worship God. They worship the mm -hmm. earth. Yeah, they worship worship what comes from the earth. In his case, gold, obviously. Okay. Um, as the scripture says, so as the concern is, is that the concern is that the merchants of the earth do not worship God. Okay. They worship the earth. Okay. Okay. In, in this case, Donald Trump worships gold. Gold. So the the, the scripture warns of this. It says, "For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of him, her immorality." And the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her. So, 
Wow. So we'll start talking. When we get back, we'll talk about what the concern of idolatry is. Okay. So we're going to take a break right here. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. You're listening to The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. Welcome back, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew. And <clears throat> right before the break, we, we agreed that when we came back, we were going to talk about the problem that, that exists when you worship idols. So, the merchant of merchants is a, an idolater. And it says, for all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her. Mm. So the concern is the immorality. So the immorality of the king of merchants, uh, immoral comes the, from the word porneo, which means idolater, and of course it's the word from which we get pornography. Okay. okay? Uh, immoral is, the root of it is Pernemi, which means to exchange for sale. So, in other words, at the end, it shall be disclosed of all the idolaters who have sold their souls in exchange for the treasures of this world. Okay? And there are a bunch. There's a lot. What is idolatry? Idolatry, um, well, the pitfalls of idolatry were disclosed from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Okay. Right? Because it was said in what? Uh, well, when the Tower of Babel was built, that was idolatry. That's idolatry, but there's very specific words from God that talk about idolatry. God said uh, in the first commandment, Thou shalt worship no other gods but me. Yeah, so that's the second no. commandment. So and the first one is you should worship the Lord your God. The second one is you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or in the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You should not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So if that's true, almost everyone is guilty at some point. Absolutely. We are all guilty. We're of that all sin. guilty at some point. We are all guilty of that. We sin. we've all uh, we've all looked at the statue, worshipped, uh, bowed to the light. Yeah, none of us is exempt from that. Okay, we've all done it. So just some of us are much better than others. True. So. And and some of us were able to come back mm -hmm. better than others. Yep. So this is how bad it is. It says, "He shall visit the iniquity of the fathers on the children." on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me. Wow. So, feel bad for Ivanka and her children. Yes. But showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Exodus 20 and 4. Okay. Actually, I should take that. Well, no. She is a, she is a generation of, of our president, so I can't yeah. take that back. But, um, but her children are. Yeah. So, 
What profit does an idol bring? None. None. No profit. No profit. It only brings damnation. Yes. As the prophet Habakkuk forewarned, he said, What profit is the idol when its maker has carved it, or an image a teacher of falsehood? For its maker trusts in his own handiwork when he fashions speechless idols. Habakkuk 2 and 18. And no one who is an idolater shall have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. Wow. So Paul forewarned this. He said, For this you know with certainty, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Ephesians 5 and 5. That's pretty emphatic. Wow. So... Unfortunately, and I, I do, I do feel sorrow for him. But our president exhi exhibits every one of these definitions of an idolater. If he's an idolater, he cannot claim to be a true man of God. Okay. His actions, his words, suggest this. Okay. Okay. Just last summer, Trump stated this. He said, "I'm not sure if I've ever asked God for forgiveness. I don't." discuss bring God into the picture when making my business deals so he also said that he didn't think that he did anything that God should punish him for perhaps not so and, so uh, yeah but even worse than that so of course you know you're still worshiping other things and yes then, and you're and not then, worshiping God and then like Satan after a while, you start to think, well, I am God. So even Trump, even Trump elevated himself as the second coming of God. As he tweeted once, he said, Thank you to Wayne Allen Rood for the very nice words. President Trump is the greatest president for Jews and for Israel in the history of the world. Wow. Not just America. He is the best president for Israel in the history of the world. And the Jewish people in Israel love him like he's the king of Israel. They love him like he is the second coming of God. But American Jews don't know him or like him. They don't even know what they're doing or saying anymore. That makes no sense. That's okay. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he is good. Wow. Yep. And that that's an amazing statement. Yep. And at a pre at a press conference at one point, he even paused, looked around at the heavens, and said, "I am the chosen one." So, I think he's a lucky one. Yeah. So he's. Uh, I th I think he's lucky that as those words fell from his mouth, lightning did not strike his being. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Let's okay. Put it that way. All right. All right. So, I'll go with not yet. So, it, we should have been forewarned uh, when he actually gave his uh, inauguration address that he was an idolatrous man. Uh, one of his statements, he says, At the bedrock of our politics will be a total allegiance to the United States of America, and through our loyalty to our country, we will cover loyalty to each other. What's wrong with those words? Uh, there's no loyalty to God. There's only loyalty to man. Yeah. 
to the United States of America. And 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 we know that Trump is not loyal to the United States of America. Yeah, so. but, he, but he's trying to tell us to be loyal to the United States of America. Mm. Basically, to be loyal to Babylon the Great. So he lies again. Yeah. So wow. this is, uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. Yes. Saying uh, your absolute loyalty should be to the United States of America and to me because I am the President of the United States. So, what is really scary is he's making those who follow him become idolaters of this country. Okay. Wow. So, could that be why some of the top people have kind of peeled off? Could be. They finally saw well, the light. Well, I think a lot of them see his true character. So it's just, they're scared. They're like, whoa, this guy's a liar. And, uh, you know, he's, he's and, and an, the sad, an, an, I hate to say it, an idiot, you know. But the sad part is, is he makes them liars, too. Of course, because they're following him. Yeah, well, not only because they're following him, but because they're repeating the things that he says. Sure. And so... so Yep, so the scariest part of it all is those who are following him. So many who claim to be Christians are following his poison, okay? Okay. As Jerry Falwell, a TV evangelist, claimed, no other president in our lifetime has done so much that has benefited the Christian community so quickly as Trump. Well, I hate to say it. But you might want to say, no president in our lifetime has don't done so much to damage the Christian community, because that's what he's doing. Well, that that was his intent. Yeah. So that, that his his intent was to reverse everything that is or was. It is, but. <clears throat> But at the same point, I think he, Trump truly thinks he is a Christian. Uh, and that's a scary thing. Um, and it is, if anything, that is Satan's greatest tool. Yes. So he uses deception. Uh, he, he says, Trump's going to say he's a man of Christ. It's obvious he's not. I mean, and I think to a lot of people it's obvious. But what is scary is that he's causing those who claim to be Christians to eat the poison, and that is the poison of idolatry. So they're saying, so they're saying well, my idol is the United States of America. Okay. We're, do we're, we're doing what Trump is saying because it's preserving the greatness of the United States of America. So we're making Babylon the Great the idol. So that's scary in itself. Yes, it is. And then you've got, and then what's even scarier is you've got people who claim that they're Christians and they're following Trump. And any reasonable person who's a non-believer looking at this is going to say, why would I believe in Christ? Hmm. Why would I believe in Christ when they believe what's coming out of our president's mouth? And I, I'd have to agree with them. If I were to say, too. if I were to see someone following Trump and saying how great he is, and then at the same breath saying that they're Christians, 
it would turn me off. There would be a problem yep. with that because Donald Trump is a contradiction of what a Christian is. Sure. So really, the greatest enemy here is Satan because of the deception that's being created. So he's creating deception in our leader's heart. He's creating deception in those who follow him. And he's creating deception in those who claim to be Christians. So it's just a huge, huge deception. And, and, and many people are following it, unfortunately. Um, so it is being fulfilled, the prophecy. Okay. So people are becoming idolatrous of this country. And as it says, fallen, fallen is Babylon the Great. She has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. And that's what we're seeing. Wow. That's a very dangerous thing that we're seeing. It's extremely dangerous. However, um, for, those of us, for those of us who understand prophecy, it's pretty natural. It's pretty natural. Because... It has to be this way. It does. Thank you, Doc. As always, I always learn more when I sit here and talk to you than I do from any other source. And speaking of other sources, if you really want to keep track of what's going on, what we're talking about here, visit theprophecy.blog. That's theprophecy.blog. Um, everything is updated on an hourly basis and... We have people on the ground in the Middle East. That's the prophecy.blog. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. You've been listening to The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. Until next time, love God and 